Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight-talking, no-fluff, business and high-performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work, and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit-rich, efficient, and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey, hey, bold leaders. It is Tara Newman. This is the Bold Money Revolution podcast. How are you doing today? I am happy to have you with me. We are going to be talking about how seasoned or established experts who think they suck at marketing can make it their superpower. And if you're thinking, oh, Tara, shut up, that's impossible, then I want you to know I am living, breathing proof. I've gone from vague word salad to a clear message and position that I am known for. I've gone from crickets and feeling like nobody was hearing me to daily conversations in my inbox that lead to sales. It's how I've grown this podcast 45% in the last year, have a wildly successful opt-in that people download and that I'm known for, and that when someone goes to rip off or copy my freebie, they actually come back to me and say, hey, have you seen what so-and-so is doing over there? Isn't that your thing? I mean, come on, don't you all want that to be where you are right now, to be that known for one thing? And you know what? People actually use my freebie. They use my download, my opt-in. And I know so many of us actually just want the people that we want to help to use the things that we put out in the world. And it's also how I get regular requests to be on podcasts, to guest teach, and just to in general be in high demand. So going from a place where I felt so not confident and insecure and really embarrassed every time I had to explain what I did or give an elevator pitch or a 10-word sentence, I would start to sweat. And it took me years, but I have figured it out. And that is what I am sharing with you here today. So if you have ever said, I suck at marketing, or I hate marketing, or you've lamented the 20-year-old killing it on Instagram or Facebook, even though they have way less experience than you, if you thought only if I could be like, enter web celebs, name of choice, uh, I've heard them all, Uh, There is always one person that has captured our envy, and it's very easy to get whisked off down a rabbit hole of toxic levels of comparison. So if this has been you in any way, shape, or form, then this episode is for you, because this is where I want to share what has made such an impact in my life. It's actually a lead-in episode to another few that we have going on, including an episode with somebody who I really admire and I consider a mentor. So I'm really excited for you to be tuning in to not just this episode, but the next few. But this one here, this is where I want to talk about what I think the problem is and what I see as the possibility being on the other side of the self-blame game around marketing suckage, right? So firstly, as a small business owner, 
nay, actually a tiny business owner, a company of one, or maybe a company of some, you're wearing a metric fribble ton of hats. Okay? trying to clean up the language sometimes slightly, but not all the time. But I really liked the way a metric fribble ton of hats sounded, right? So you're wearing a metric fribble ton of hats and the internet is a cluster fudge of tactics and algorithmic hoops. We have to make things as simple and easy as possible. And you, my dear listener, oh, how Lady Whistle Down of me, are overcomplicating the heck out of your marketing because you don't understand what it is. And it's not your fault. One, it's a combination of you haven't been taught, but also it's this weird thing that today, everything around us, we are we marinate in marketing, most of it shitty marketing, especially if you ask Seth Godin. He's got a great book, This Is Marketing, and he talks about how we just marinate in really terrible marketing, right? The hypey, toxic, nonsensey type stuff. And that's not actually what marketing is at all. So I understand why we have this polarizing relationship with it. On one hand, we're being conditioned by it daily, We are marinating in it. And at the same time, we don't really know what it is, right? So in 2017, the best thing that I did was I started this podcast because I couldn't hack it on social media. The things that the algorithm demanded and still demand to this day made me feel cringy, as an adult, right? I, it just feels super cringy as an adult with 20 years of experience. And it, it just hasn't gotten any better. It's actually gotten a lot worse, right? And it just doesn't fit with who I am, how I want to show up, how I want to lead, because that's what marketing is, leadership. How do you want to lead, right? Who do you want to be in this world, in this business world? And For me, a lot of the tactics that we were seeing didn't align with what I believe in. And I believe in nuance and not dumbing down my message, not talking cutesy about important topics like financial stability. I love to speak boldly and powerfully and succinctly, but I'm absolute crap at eight-second clips or even 30-second clips. And, and that's what really this world has become, right? I'm here for culture change among small business owners and the way they think about their money and the way they look at their marketing and sales. I, I wear a sales hat. I am sales-focused. I don't have time for the silly marketing tactics and and techniques and and fads and all that stuff. I don't have time to try and play catch up with the tech boys and and the gurus and what they've decided the algorithm should and shouldn't do in a specific moment of time. I'm tired. I am old and I am tired. I have teenagers. I have a mother who It seems like every other year is requiring more and more of my attention for various surgeries and things like that. I'm very much in that sandwich generation. And you know what? I've been doing this career thing. 
I've been, first of all, I've been working since I was 14, but I've been doing this career thing since my 20s. And I'm done paying my dues. I'm done jumping through hoops. I'm done being performative to assimilate. And so mm, that's not really what I'm here for. I'm here for learning and implementing, going deep, not wide. People, I actually like and care about people, which honestly, I don't think a lot of service-based business owners actually like and care about people. And that's why maybe some of this is tricky for you is because you do like and care about people. So there are things that you have boundaries around and principles for. I also believe I should be paid a premium for my expertise and services. And I want to present myself in a way that commands that level of premium, that premium price point, right? I I want to be showing up in a way that commands that. And eight years into this business, I've learned that social media, which is a very, very small microcosm of the marketing world, just doesn't apply to me. And it doesn't appeal to my buyers. Now, this might surprise you, but I have a client who has paid me multiple six figures in advisory fees over the last five years, and they aren't on social media. This person is busy running a company. They're busy parenting and trying to have a life of their own. Honestly, they don't even listen to podcasts. They were a referral. But, but she does love reading my emails now and again, but I think it's because they come from me and she already knows me. So this is someone who came into my world through relationship marketing. And even though I once sucked at marketing... It's because of relationship marketing that I've been able to provide for my family in a financially meaningful way by making the sales required to pay myself a six-figure salary. I focus my marketing in a way that is mutually beneficial, but that it leads to sales, that it follows a sales process. And this year, more than any other year, I've quietly quit social media. Instagram has been my primary platform since 2018, and this year I have put zero effort into it. We've taken a pause to reflect on where we want to be, if anywhere, on social media. And the reality is no one form of technology is marketing. So stop looking for the one social media strategy. Stop looking for the cheat code to Instagram or Reels or the algorithm or whatever. A sustainable business focuses on the foundations of marketing so it can have the freedom to use whatever tools make sense in the time. What if, what if Instagram stops working the way it used to work for you? It already has. It already has stopped working the way It was working a year ago, two years ago. There's too much change happening in that space, right? So if that's no longer working for you, you need to be able to understand what you're trying to accomplish. What are those foundations so that you can use any tool that you want? Now, luckily for us experts who find marketing elusive and tricky, there is a solution. The solution is to reframe your perspective. Lean 
into your empathy and know that marketing is an experimentation, right? And these are things that experts do really well. They believe in the scientific method. A lot of service-based business owners are highly empathetic people, coaches, consultants, therapists, teachers, people who have a background in working with people. And all we need to do is reframe your perspective. So it's not about you. When you say, I suck at marketing, or what do I have to say to get them to buy, or, oh, this group program is so frustrating, I enroll one person and two drop off, you're focused on you, what you want and your outcomes. That is normal and it's okay, but when we're marketing and selling, we need to shift our focus to them. We need to shift our focus to the people who you want to serve, the people who you want to support and help, the people who you're looking to make a difference in their lives. And the best way to do this is to align your strategy around your customers' needs. Now, I know you've all heard that we should be building a life and a business that we love. And while that's cute and catchy, most small business owners come to me because they want to make more money and they want to keep more of their money because that is what would help them love their business and their life a lot more. It would help them to be less resentful of the work that they're putting in and who they are working with. So while it's your business, it's my point of view that you, you know, you can absolutely love your business, but you'll love it a lot more when you're making the change you want to see in the world where people are showing up and paying you for your expertise and paying you a premium for that well-honed expertise. And the fastest way to make that change is for your target market to see your offer as valuable, your services mission critical and want to pay to work with you. That means you have to put the spotlight on your customers and understand why they buy. Now, the framework that I teach and that we're going to be talking about next week is called jobs to be done theory. All right. This isn't something that's made up. It's been around for a really long time. It's a very deep body of knowledge. It's a very nerdy body of knowledge. It can be a very overwhelming and confusing body of knowledge. But what I pride myself on is making it simple for people to understand. It's what we teach in the Bold Profit Academy when we are teaching buyer psychology. So when we talk about what is jobs to be done theory, we and we want to talk about what's the job that your client, that your potential client is looking to get done, we're looking for what progress they're looking to make. Jobs to be done is a framework to help you understand what people want and why they buy. It focuses on the specific progress someone's looking to make and why that's important to them. What is happening in their life that is making it urgent and necessary and painful for them to be in the position that they're in? and why they would want to buy something, why they want to hire a product or a service to do that job. This means it focuses on the result that people want. And what I love about jobs to be done theory is it's a human-centered way of viewing people, and it's empathy-driven. It's agnostic of technology. That is actually one of the fundamental principles of jobs to be done, is it's 
agnostic of technology. It doesn't include technology. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, A lot of times I say the job to get done is to help business owners get paid. That's what you want to do. That's the progress you're looking to make. You're looking to pay yourself an expert salary, right? I then don't say, I'm going to help you get paid through QuickBooks, or I'm going to help you get paid through using Instagram, right? It focuses on the actual job that needs to be done, which is more stable. So for example, file taxes, save money, get paid, listen to music, cook dinner, right? It's not listen to music on Spotify because what if Spotify goes away? It's not listen to music on on iTunes because what if iTunes goes away? It's about listening to music. It's about saving money. It's about filing taxes. It doesn't matter how you file the taxes. The taxes is the job that needs to get done. It's the ultimate form of leverage because you don't have to keep recreating your marketing, The progress that people look to make typically remains unchanged. How they're looking to make it might change. It very quickly, Jobs Feed On very quickly helps you communicate more specifically about who you help and what you do. For example, small business owners is not a niche. Businesses running service-based businesses, also not particularly niche, right? It's not specific. And, And I'm not even concerned with niche, not niche, but right now, If you want to be making more money, you need to get hyper-specific in who you're talking to and how you help them and the results you get. And this framework will do that. So instead of saying small business owners, you might say small business owners that want to pay themselves an expert salary so they can provide financial security for their families. That has a lot more specificity, right? Attorneys who want to increase cash flow so they can hire their first or next employee. Very specific. People know why they should hire you. It teaches you how to ask the right questions so you uncover the true motivations as to why your person buys. It helps you understand what is actually urgent and relevant for your prospects. It does not rely on faux urgency, which is what I think lazy marketers do. Countdown timers, open and close dates. Mm, That doesn't work for me. I think that's real lazy and I think that it is not empathetic. I think understanding what is going on in somebody's actual life that is creating this urgency is how you demonstrate that you understand a client's actual needs and how you can be of service. So here's what I want you to do next. I want you to tune into next week's episode because next week's episode is with author Jim Callback. And he wrote a book called The Jobs to Be Done Playbook. And it is the book that we use in the syllabus in the Bold Profit Academy. That is a book that has personally changed my business. And we discuss jobs to be done in a lot more detail. The reason why I wanted to do this Um, podcast first is that Jim is a bit of an academic, right? And I really admire him and I look up to him. I consider him a mentor. He's more of an academic. I'm more of the applied practitioner. And I felt like some of the conversation that you're going to hear next week might have been a little lacking in an on- ramp for for some people. So I wanted to come in here today and really just give you the problem, you know, the I suck at marketing, uh, the possibility, my story about how, you know, I've gone from believing I suck at it to being sought after to teach it. 
and being respected for my marketing and to be in demand because of my marketing and to be really known for what I do and you know, say, hey, I didn't just imagine that. I didn't just do that on my own. I used a tool. The tool's called Jobs to be Done Theory. I teach it. It's awesome. And next week, you're going to hear from my mentor, and we're going to talk about how this has really transformed my business. I'm going to give you some specific examples. And I hope you really enjoy the conversation because it's not one that you're hearing talked about online a lot. There are not a lot of people teaching jobs to be done theory. There are not a lot of true marketers out there. There are a lot of people who are teaching tactics that are rooted in technology, which is the opposite of what we teach, that we teachers should be agnostic of technology. So tune in next week, and I am really looking forward to hearing your perspective and what you think about this old framework, but maybe new to you framework. If you found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind.